Welcome to Scrappy, the podcast about small companies doing big things. I'm your host, Chris Stragas. So far, 2020 has been a year of, shall we say, changes. We woke up in January, got our coffee, went to work, met with friends for drinks, watched the games. But by March, we could hardly recognize this world as new routines took over in what seemed to be like an instant. And we also had some trouble recognizing each other due to the rapid cultural shift of wearing masks. Early in the pandemic, masks were front and center as news of shortages became the lead story. I did reach out to them actually and say, hey, is this something that you need? And they were all desperate. The need was starting to uh, increase by the day. At first, it was just for medical professionals, the folks on the front line. But a small team from a fabric printing company in New Jersey saw a bigger picture. And with it, they saw a unique opportunity to get some of their team back to work and provide resources for people in need. Stacy Tinkleman and Becky Piles pooled their resources, their talent, and their business infrastructure at Quaker Chroma Imaging to start a new product line called Everyday Masks. My name is Stacy Tinkleman. My position at Quaker Chroma Imaging is Vice President of Digital Imaging, and my position at Everyday Masks is co-owner. I want to shout out to Becky. Becky Piles. I am the head, head of the sewing department, and at uh, Everyday Masks, I am co-owner. She is our head seamstress, or head of sewing department, and she is amazing at figuring out difficult structures, giant structures, how they're going to be sewn. It's not an easy thing to do with darts and turns and corners and things. A lot of stuff has to happen, and she is amazing at that. So how many employees does Quaker Chroma have? Anywhere between 30 and 40 at any given time. Quaker Chroma Images, Imaging has been around for quite a while in that it was originally two separate companies, and they formed, they, they merged together in, I think, about 2004. And since then, it was a great partnership. We went through trials and tribulations with the economy over the years. We moved out to Jersey from Center City. We were going gangbusters, just building, building, building until, you know, the COVID-19 happened. Your business is chugging along at the beginning of 2020, and then all of a sudden, COVID-19. Obviously, it was spreading around the world. Um, News of things starting to shut down here in the States uh, came pretty quickly. So walk me through what you were doing at that point and how you guys were were sort of talking about how you were going to handle what seemed to be coming. COVID-19 came and everything shut down um, and we had to leave. Becky's at home making masks because people, nurses and people are, know she sews and they're asking her, I'm desperate. I need it. They don't have any PPE. They need something. Hospitals are saying, go out and buy bandanas in the store. Craig and her were talking about this and they were like, we could do this. We could make these things, help people and keep people busy and, and do something about it. The need was great for people to get masks in hands that didn't have any PPE available to them. So they were my very first customers. Uh, and then it spread quickly to the couple of nurses in my circle or med- medical staff in my circle 
you, I, I did reach out to them actually and say, hey, is this something that you need? And they were all desperate. The need was starting to uh, increase by the day. In working with the nurses, I came up with a sized option where the mask actually fits over your face by the size of your face. So small, medium, large, based on an extra large based on your frame of your face. That way the mask can actually go underneath the PPE that they're supplied. Um, and then for people in less risky situations, it was the only mask they were wearing. And it was before the general public was even wearing masks that we started into production. So I, I went back to work, checking in, let them know what I was working on and brought this idea back saying, we could definitely do this. This is something that we can help if we can get masks out there. and. The track was on trend to see that the regular public was going to need them as well. This wasn't going anywhere. Working with our capabilities, which is printing, we were able to offer really unique designs, really play the print to the scale of a mask, which you can't just do with fabric. The downside of doing masks for myself from home is I could have gone and you know bought fabric from Joann's, but they the commercially available materials are getting harder and harder to source. So going wholesale with the materials really made a big difference on quality and quantity of fabric we can get. So the ability to bring other sewers who were all at home sewing their own masks for their own friends and family and make it available to the public at large. That was really the goal is to get it out to as many hands as possible and uh, make this shift that we're not used to. It's a cultural shift to cover our faces, that, but a necessary one, unfortunately, in these times. When you uh, decided to work through the company, through um, Quaker Chroma, to start utilizing this, this scale, basically scaling up what you were doing and utilizing the, the, the potential of, of bulk fabric, what, how did you sort of land on the materials you were going to use? Aside from the the idea of, of printing on them, what was it? Were there specifications or regulations you had to consider when when you were um, thinking about you know PPE for medical professionals? Our product, just to preface, is not PPE for medical professionals. It is an added um, convenience for them, or or an option when PPE isn't available or trying to extend the life of it. We don't. We can't say that it's PPE in any way. You know what I'm saying? It's not licensed, it's not CDC, it's not anything uh, along those lines. We chose the fabrics that we use primarily based off of the guidelines that were set across. There were like CDC type guidelines. There were people who were nurses who were making patterns saying what they needed or wanted out of a mask. Uh, most of them boiled down to a couple of factors. They wanted cotton if being used in the medical facility because it can tolerate very high heats when it's being sterilized. So they want to be able to wash it uh, and have it wear well and not break down in the sterilization process. So cotton masks was definitely something we wanted to offer in case they were being used in an augmentation of the PPE. But we definitely wanted to go with multi-layer because it adds more protection it's best practice, you know, in best practice, multi-layer is better for you than single layer. How did you decide on, on 
what patterns to use in terms of the designs. Becky and I picked um, suggestions of what we thought people would want, you know, American flag, um, camo, uh, different things. And even to this, to today, we're looking at switching it out and putting new ones in and, and, and changing things up um, just because of what we see out there, what we think maybe younger people might want. Um, it's sort of funny how Becky and I are, you know, Becky's younger than me. I'm, I'm the old person here. But um <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll put, I, I print out a couple different options and, and there's a lot of, of the girls here that are sewing and guys that are sewing are younger than us and we're like, what do you like? We did get input from the sewing department and many of them have been through fashion design school. So their eyes pretty good. So when we pulled ideas, we did like a little bit of a vote when people first got back saying, what do you like? But we had pulled quite a few designs to pick from, but we got some input from the 20-somethings to help us stay on, on trend. Um, how many people do you have sewing currently, doing masks? 13. So we you have brought, 13 sewers. You brought 13 people back. Yes, we are, well, more than that because there's the support staff, but there are 13 seamstresses we brought back to, to sew. And how many masks yeah, have you made to date? Oh, goodness. So here's the thing. We do make um, the, both the cotton and the printed masks. Um, and we do make more than, our, like, especially the cotton masks because those are a lot of the ones we're donating. We make a lot more than we, we sell because we do donate a lot of them. So it's hard to... We've given away more than 1,800 already. Wow. We've, we've managed to connect with the Center for Family Services of New Jersey, and we're able to donate to the group homes and the foster care system. So it's been really good, fulfilling to help these groups that wouldn't otherwise have had the resources to purchase this many masks. These are washable, right? Absolutely. 100%. Actually, the cotton masks when you wash them are even more, because they're a little stiff at first because there's three layers of cotton. Um, but uh, when you, after you wash them, they're like softer. You know, it's, it's it, you know, it, it, they they're, they seem to wash really well. I've washed mine several times and they seem to wash great. They become like a like a comfortable t-shirt. Exactly. Like you have your, I have my favorite masks that I like to wear. <laughs> do you accessorize your masks with uh, what you're wearing that day? I do. I think uh, Becky see? does. See, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hey, yeah. Listen, we, we, we can we can be protected and fashionable all at the same time. Yes. What's your most popular pattern? What do you think, Becky? I think lately, the tie dye is doing a little bit better than whiskers, but I think the galaxy and the flag are the two that I would say are the most popular. Yeah. And and what's your favorite, Becky? Hmm. I just made a new one that says "Strong as the new pretty," so that's my favorite. I like that. Strong is the new pretty. Oh, that's going to be trending soon. <laughs> do, do you know, do you, you know, like in the old comics when, when somebody would curse and it would be just like a series of characters, right? Yeah. You know, it's like an asterisk and an exclamation. That would be a funny one. Have that just printed on the, over the mouth. That would be awesome. Yep. Hey, can we use that? You can use that. Yep. That's do we do Okay. Okay. Becky, I'm on it. I'm missing you. Within a few days of my interview, I got a delivery from Stacy and Becky. It was the mask that I joked about when we talked. They weren't kidding about using the idea. 
you can actually now find it on their website along all of their other great designs. Oh, right, the website. The website address is everydaymasks.net. And then we are, you can also find us on Facebook and you can find us on Instagram. We are hard at work on our next full season of Scrappy, which we hope to have out by this fall. In the meantime, you can go back and listen to season one at scrappypod.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ScrappyPod. We'd love to hear from you with feedback on any of our stories or ideas for people we could talk to for future episodes. Thanks for listening to Scrappy. Three, two, one.